Welcome to the Conscious Creative Podcast, your weekly dose of soul-to-soul conversation that will have you saying peace out to your nine-to-five to explore in your sacred calling. The topics center around conscious business and interviews with the folks who started them. We'll be exploring the art of being human and what it takes to live your life fully expressed and financially free. I'm Christina Gomes, and I went from high-paying job as a psychotherapist to leaving it all behind for my desire to travel the world playing my original music, to becoming the CEO and solopreneur founder of FreeYourCreativity.org, where I help visionary leaders create the businesses of their wildest dreams. If you have a sacred calling, stick around. My prayer is that you become the permission slip for the collective as you hear the soul-inspiring stories that call you forth into creative action. Let's get to the soul. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Conscious Creative Podcast. And today I'm going to be interviewing my old friend, entrepreneur, Dante Starshine. And this is going to be a part of my expert series because Dante is an expert in so many things and he's multi-passionate. He's a channel for the Palladian Council people, spiritual life coach, ceremonial space facilitator, and astrologer. And I love it. I love hanging out with multi-passionate people. And so Dante, we're going to talk about passion today and how you got on this journey and all the things for my people to just feel like they can do it too. They can live their passions and dreams all around the world. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell the the people here a little about yourself. Hi. Yes. So I'm Dante. I have a YouTube channel, Dante Starshine. I go every week with the live stream channeling. I've been working with this interdimensional consciousness, the Pleiadian Council, for about six years. It all started for me as I was doing cacao ceremonies and I was teaching Reiki classes and doing healing work for people. And all of this kind of involves channeling and energy. So I learned, okay, we can consciously tap into the spiritual energy. But the more that I would surrender to that, I would start to see things. I would start to hear things. I would start to get messages. And as it progressed, I came to trust it more. And I listened to a lot of other channelers and I kind of applied what they were saying. And then I did really want it. You know, it didn't just totally happen. And it gradually happened. I was getting the hint that the psychic thing was functioning and working well and it was accurate. And so I did a ceremony one day to ask for my gifts to open up. And I heard a voice in my head that said, speak this message aloud. And I did. And I felt this crazy energy move through my body and got very open. And then it just kind of followed naturally from there as I offered it to friends kind of nervously at first because I didn't really know. It didn't feel that different from something that I thought for that I would make up with my imagination. And people had amazing experiences that led me to feel comfortable and confident in offering it. And it kind of took off from there. Um, yes, I also do astrology. And the beginning of my path was yoga and plant medicine that showed me that there was a lot more out there. And then I've worked with different teachers to learn various self-help methods and personal inquiry and belief system work and shadow work. And, um, you know, I live and breathe this stuff. Like every day I'm kind of trying to find something new, study something new and create something. So it's, um, you know, everything in this field is just what I live for. (laughs) Ah, I've noticed, you know, sometimes on these podcasts, I like to kind of talk about how I met 
the people, but I have such an extraordinary memory. And I remember you at a rainbow gathering in Hungary. And I just remember looking at you and being like, like I couldn't take my eyes off of you. And I was like, this guy is really tapped in to his gifts. And that's what we're kind of talking about here. For those of you listening who are on the edge of really tapping into what you want to bring into this world, really tapping into different energies that might feel like a bit like, what is this? You know, what is this? Am I being psychic? Like, it's all really cool. And I've seen you grow on your path from all those years, so many years ago. And then I bumped into you and another rainbow gathering in Oregon, and you were actually in the middle of a channeling. And I don't know, I didn't know much about star seeds, but I knew that this was the Palladians, that this, you were speaking from them. And I just sat and I was like drawn to that energy and drawn to you. And then we've been buddies ever since. So I wanted to tap into that, like a little more about like, yeah, being on the edge of that gift and just knowing you had to bring it forward. What, like, how did you, how did you do that? Yeah, I I guess, you know, I was already used to sharing Reiki and, and all of these things pretty regularly as you met me in those early years when I was like, yeah, put, put this out there. So um, at once the channeling became a thing for me, I kind of just applied that same thoroughness to continuously putting it out there. And the results that people experienced in the sessions is what made me believe in it and what made me know that this is something that's really going to help people. And it it's kind of like coming up to an edge because a lot of people are very skeptical about something of this nature. Um, and pe- even people who are open to it are always just trying to make sure, is this a good channel? Is this person really doing it right? And it just takes a lot of faith in oneself and kind of, you have to stop caring what other people think and let it happen. <laughs> I love that so much because I find even my clients and I work with channels, a lot of channels, people coming to me like I am channeling from this place, uh, Christ consciousness, all certain kinds of things. And I work with trauma informed specialists, like people really grounded in psychology, all, all sorts of things. But I find that that is a theme. That whether they're channeling or they're like, hey, this is something that I studied in school or I got my certification in, that they come across these doubts of like, can I actually help people? And I love that you're talking about the results. Like you actually are seeing people like really open, really affected and changed by the work that you decided to own and claim and say, okay, I'm going to get better and better at this. and. Yeah, the power in the results is really quite beautiful. So anyone out there who's like, yeah, I have these doubts. I want to tap into my gifts, but I have these doubts. I would say just keep going, like keep working with one person at a time and get that mirror reflection of your work is powerful. Just like Dante, I mean, I was like drawn like at the rainbow gathering, just like, oh my goodness, what is this? I want more of this. And then we walked life together for a little while which is so fun. And so you've been pursuing a path of spiritual growth for 12 years. I love it. We were going we're to talk about passion today. So I wanted to ask, like, as a multi-passionate healer, spiritual guide, like, how is it being so passionate and multi-passionate? Do you want to speak to that word and what it means to you? Totally. 
So this is the core of the message that comes through the Pleiadian Council is that there's this formula for every area of our life, for life in general, to raise our frequency and for our planet to raise in frequency. So it's for healing, it's for manifestation, it's literally encompasses everything. And it's to act on your highest passion to the best of your ability with no insistence on a particular outcome. And you can replace this word passion with love, excitement, bliss, joy, all of these words kind of point to that, but it's more of a heart. I would call it as the heart expanding knowing, like you could really sum it up in those words best. Like this passion thing is something that you feel right here and it makes you feel full and also simultaneously like magnetized forward. Like something is drawing you forward on your path. And this is the feeling that we want to follow as much of the time because it puts us in this higher frequency emotional state. And almost everything that we do has to do with the emotional frequency involved in doing it. So that's the basics of the law of attraction, right? Like what you put out is what comes back. And if you are always feeling that passionate high frequency energy, that's what's going to return to you again and again. And so it doesn't, it literally doesn't make any sense to pursue something other than what you're passionate about. But we're conditioned to do that, thinking that we have to work and study and spend all of these years doing things that we hate so that eventually we can do something that we might enjoy so that we get paid a lot. But instead, if you follow a different formula, uh, this formula that the council offers, and let your passion be what guides you to do it the entire time, then the whole time you're charging yourself up with this healing, nourishing energy, and what you're putting out inspires that love as well. And people can feel it. People really can feel, is this person doing something they love to do, or are they just trying to make a buck? And there's a big difference. And so when I work with people around any theme, it's like we have to assess whether it's their job, their relationship, or their spiritual path. Does that nourish their heart energy? Does that make them, do they wake up feeling like stoked for life because they know that that's what they're going to focus on today? Because if they don't, something needs to change. And then, you know, it's, if you can't make every change right away, like you can't, quit the job right away sometimes, but you can start to gradually integrate, how am I going to quit this job? How am I going to let one thing after another go and spend more and more time doing things that I am passionate about, developing the skills that will allow me to get the resources I need from sharing these skills, and then your life will change. And you apply that to relationships as well. I think you asked me as well, well, what is it like for me? Um, it's, it's a lot to juggle, but I just do what I feel in the moment. And that's the other part of the formula is in this particular moment, it's not about making that five-year plan. What am I going to be passionate about in five years? Well, that's the future. Who knows what you're going to be passionate about in five years? But right now I know I'm passionate about being on this call with you. Before that, I was passionate about writing a post. But I'm also in an astrology course to deepen my studies and have book projects and have this and have all of these things going on emails to respond to, well, what do I decide to do? I want to do the one that nourishes my energy in the moment because that's going to keep me at that high frequency vibration that allows me to do everything else I do with ease flow and that attractive energy. So that's how I live my life. And sometimes it takes a while for things to get done because there are many projects going at once and many clients going at once and many this and that going at once. But when I listen to the heart, I know what to do in the order it needs to get done. I love that so much because as you were speaking, I was going to ask, well, what about the shit in my business that I 
like I know that I have to do <laughs> like yeah. answering emails or like little admin things. And I teach on this as well. And it's like, I, I kind of, I have been delegating those things and I recommend people get a virtual assistant as quick as you can. But there are just some things that are a little bit, they bring up a little bit of a, of a fear actually. And so I've been kind of distinguishing, like, am I like actually fearful of going live? Because when I do it, I love it. And it adds so much value to my people and to my business and to my life. And so when I talk to people about the little things that they're on the edge of, of doing that, they don't feel full joy yet, but they know that it leads to the thing that actually brings joy. So would you suggest doing it the opposite way or what, what, how can we, how can we juggle this? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. And I would say don't procrastinate, but also you might not want to pick the thing that you have a lot of resistance to first in your to-do list. Make sure your to-do list gets done every day, but let either passion or necessity you know, necessity comes first, but then passion is the next thing. So if your client needs that response from you today, then do it today. But if it can wait and there's something you feel more energy for, let yourself fuel yourself up on that energy of passion so that you can carry that energy into the next step. And then when you do that, you might find that responding to the email takes two minutes instead of five because you're, you've already established that flow state. And all, so much of this is about returning into a flow state, which happens when we act from this heart and we sync up the logical and the creative mind, the right and left brain hemisphere. Though um, if we just work from that logical place alone, it may seem more efficient, but usually it's too structured and um, rigid to actually bring us into a flow state. And things might take longer because we're so in our head about it. I love this. I'm going to change the way I work starting now. This makes so much sense. And I'm seeing it for myself. And those of you listening, like if you're on a little bit of fear of going live or like there are some things that you know you want to do. If I do something really beautiful, I love my coaching calls or I love a session like this. I get so energized. And then I usually go live right after that. And I I didn't know why, but I'm like, I'm just going to fly through this inspiration. I have no plan, but I'm going to keep this energy going and show it to the world. And from that energetic space, I am showing the most magnetic version of me. Ah, so we're seeing a little bit behind the scenes and coming up with these little systems as a double Virgo. <laughs> this, is really, <laughs> this is really lighting me up. So amazing. Did you want to talk a little bit, speaking of astrology and being multi-passionate, did you want to talk a little bit about that? How do you fuse in your own work, astrology, spiritual counseling, and this beautiful channeling work that you do? It requires a bit of this like Gemini ability to hold two perspectives, right? Because often the perspective of astrology is really different than the perspective of metaphysics and channeling, where in channeling, it's like we create our reality. We create absolutely everything that happens to us through our frequency. But then astrology is here saying these planets are influencing you and shaping your destiny. And so how do we hold both to be true? It's been a long journey to be able to hold both of these things as simultaneously true and valid because they are um, yes we're creating our reality through all of our emotions and our experiences but you know this can be used in a negative sense as well when people wonder well why didn't my class take off why did they cancel 
why am I not getting the attention or why am I sick or why did I manifest this accident? Then they blame themselves and that's not helpful. That's the worst thing to lower your frequency. So it's understanding that all of these things that don't get you there are lessons that are meant to support you in doing better next time. And if you don't look for the lesson and instead blame yourself, then you're not actually moving forward. Um, so that's when, you know, you bounce to that, that other side as well. Well, maybe there was the planet influencing me in this moment. Maybe this was part of my chart and part of the timing of things. And taking blame out of either equation, it's not Saturn's fault. Um, but when you're aware that Saturn is where Saturn is, you can consciously work with that energy through archetypal approaches or as I'm studying Vedic astrology now, we do approaches by connecting with deities associated with the planets, with a mantra, with a ritual, or with just invoking them into our lives in some way to kind of be aware that, ah, okay, well, that's what could be. And also my energy and my vibration is impacting this. So I can choose to take a different perspective, bring a different energy into this that's going to support me in having the results I want despite whatever the planets are doing. Oh, I love this. I love blaming things on the moon. <laughs> what I'm hearing, right? I, there's no blame. <laughs> there's no, no blame. blame. <laughs> no blame yourself. No blame the planets. No blame others. It's all the divine orchestration. Mm, I love that. Oh my goodness! So we can just take blame. We can take blame out of our lives entirely, and shame. Wow. And shame. Yeah, shame for real. I'm just oh. picturing, I used to love Game of Thrones. And every time someone's like shame, I just want to repeat it 20 times and throw things. But right, it's like, I know that these energies and these feelings, they come up in me still. So, you know, people will look at me and be like, you have a six-figure business. Like, you must have all of your shit together, all of your planets aligned. And what I want to say right now is I'm learning so much from my dear friend here. And so how do you, with having all this knowledge, how do you actually work with the energy of blame and shame when it shows up in your field? there visionary leader if you're resonating with this message i'd like to invite you into your next level life and business enrollment has begun for the conscious creative business immersion this is my signature group container to help you design an offer so delicious so juicy so based on your soul gifts that you are thrilled to invite your soulmate clients inside of it i'm going to teach you how to promote this offer with a ton of heart and to sell out this offer with ease to meet your revenue goals. I would love to have you inside if you are a visionary leader who knows that they are great at what they do. You'd like to collapse the timeline on how long it takes to reach consistent income with an offer that you truly love. Go to the link in the show notes to apply for the Conscious Creative Business Immersion. I will be sitting with your application individually, and I will send an email to let you know if you've been accepted in a few days after application. Thank you for trusting me with your vision, and I can't wait to see what we co-create.
it's acknowledging and speaking to it, first of all, because so often there's no space for this energy. And then when we don't acknowledge it or give space to it, it hides in the background. And that's when we sabotage ourselves and start to suppress ourselves. Um, so by being able to, you know, have that safe haven of a friend or community where you can say, gosh, I am feeling shame is so important to let that energy move. And that's one of, you know, the first and the most important step. And then once it's acknowledged and expressed, it's about creating even more energy in the from the opposite perspective. Why do I have reasons to feel good about myself? Why do I have good reasons to admire myself and speak to that a little bit louder or a little bit longer than you speak to the shame to install in your software a new energy pattern because that's what the shame is it's an energy pattern that we learn often subconsciously from a society where no one is comfortable shining and everyone is pressured to fall into the systemic order of how um, a capitalist society is supposed to work but we have to work against that, right? So it's like, you know, it's all about getting into the flow. But what we don't hear when we hear those words right away is that also it's about having to resist and push against all of these subconscious messages that we receive and we're imprinted with. So speak to the shame, but then speak up louder and longer about how you're going to create a different energy and why it's more valid to create this different energy. Wow. Uh, I love this so much. I know I'm saying that after everything you say, but dang, I'm <laughs> talking to you because this makes so much sense. When I started going to therapy, I am fully supported people like get yourself a channel, get yourself a therapist, get yourself coaches. Like when I became successful, when my business started to take off all of my money, not all of it, but most of it just went to supporting me supporting myself on, in all these angles. But it really confused me when I would go to my therapist because I came from the spiritual world and she would like have all these shadow parts of me, I'll give it a voice. So like saying, you know, coming from the spiritual world and saying I have shame felt like I was going to manifest shame. Like it felt like, oh, I can't say that out loud. I can't have that affirmation because if I say it out loud, that it's going to manifest. But what I understood from her and what you're saying now and what I'm starting to teach on as well is exactly what you said. We got to give that space. We have to give the truth of what we are experiencing space with the safe person so that we can move, dissolve it, but also see that exists so it doesn't hide and come out in weird, sneaky ways. Well, everybody, yeah. I'm ashamed. Just so you know. <laughs> I say it too. And it's like, it's shocking to people like after a ceremony to say like, yeah, like you've experienced all this bliss and joy with me. And also, you know, I have shame and I have these areas of my life where I'm not perfect. And I'm learning, you know, what is the right and what is the wrong space to say that because not so many people aren't at that level where they're able to understand that and integrate that. So real integration is everything in its opposite, right? So if there's shame, then bring in pride. If there's pride, then bring in shame. Because we're in this duality, and we have to acknowledge both. And when we acknowledge both, there's, you know, usually um, on this initiation, spiritual initiation, we're wavering on a seesaw because we haven't figured out duality yet. We're like, you're trying to escape, trying to be in oneness so bad, but you're never going to be in oneness. I've got to tell you, 
you, the human physical body and mind, can experience oneness. You have can have an experiential reality of that in the now. But until you die, we're here in duality. And we have to honor that by integrating everything in its opposite. So if you only say the positive things that arise, it's like you're cutting half of, half of yourself off because you have a negative mind and you have negative beliefs. And it's actually more helpful to speak to those things as soon as they arise, because that is what transforms the energy, right? So think of it this way, that we do literally manifest everything we're feeling always. And the way to feel better is by acknowledging those feelings. The best way to acknowledge those feelings and the most powerful way to release them is to speak them. Then once we've spoken them, it's not like now that we've said that, it's like glued into reality forever. I feel shame. I feel worthless. I'm, I'm bad. No, that's you're just putting energy out. You're expressing energy. And then it gives you the space to then be able to say, I am worth it. I'm proud. I'm amazing. I love myself. And so we have to integrate both. Release the energy to call in what you want. This is genius. I am so proud of us. I was thinking when you said oneness and experiencing it that, so I've had very very many experiences with Dante, but I've experienced oneness once when I smoked Bufo and (laughs) Dante was there. Dante was still in his a dual human form and he was scared he's like this is not fun <laughs> this, this girl's not having fun i was blissful having fun with everyone, and he left he was like i'm out of here i don't remember that he told me later because i was all up in god consciousness oneness and, it was. and then i came right back down to reality and i was you know the next month pissed off about something and in a bad relationship like right it's like we came into this human experience to have a full range. And I'm hearing like we get to choose fully and create fully by acknowledging that we are both, that we are, we have done, I, I've done so many naughty things. Raise your hand if you've done naughty things. <laughs> Not who me, naughty. <laughs> so fun experience of oneness, but I prefer the human experience. Who here prefers the human experience? I like both. Yeah, you. you as a I like to experience oneness within the human experience. Oh. So much more enriching. That's why we all came here, whether oh. we realize it or not. Ah, oh, I love that. So beautiful. Yeah, I mean, why do we go on a spiritual path? Like, why did I sit at the foot of a monk? Why did I smoke bufo, <laughs> the ward of a frog? You know, like, why do we do all these things? It is. It's that quest for, and maybe some of us check your birth chart. Like my North Node is in Gemini, so I'm trying everything, just trying everything out, see what, <laughs> see what sticks. <laughs> so amazing. So I'd love to talk about how people can get in touch with you. What are you up to these days? You read, you wrote a book, Holy yeah, Guacamole. How was that? Well, So I wrote a book that I'm editing. The book that is out is actually a channeled book. So it was recorded. Um, The channeling I do is vocal. So I'm speaking the messages of the Pleiadian Council out loud. And a small group of people came together to ask some of the questions that I had written and their own questions in the space. And then that was we went through an AI program that transcribed it all. And then me and a team of editors fixed it and arranged it, and it became a giant book. I had no idea how long it would be, um, but it's like 380 pages long, like big pages too, not just like, you know, that cute little novel-sized book you carry around. 
Um, so this is a, it's a really incredible book. And what I wanted to do is kind of capture the essence of everything they've shared so far and to go even deeper into it and to kind of give an entire guidebook on how to live every aspect of our life from our relationships, our family, our career, our relationships to power structures, um, our creativity and our spiritual realities and our exploration of those realities. It's all contained within the book and it's kind of set up in a way where you can kind of skip through it to the sections that work best for you, or you can read it as a very long conversation, but it's available on Amazon for Kindle and for print. And it's called the guidebook to living love on earth. And it was very fun to channel. And then it became a lot of work to edit, but showed me that there can be so much more done in this medium. So there are many more projects of this nature out there soon. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to check this out. Channeled book. I'm going to be healed people. We're going to, we're going to be whole. How do they yeah. buy love on life? And, and, and this is great. Well, and yeah, I mean, that title, that title just kind of reflects that their message always comes back to that initial formula I shared act on your highest passion to the best of your ability without insisting on an outcome and acting on your highest passion is both doing what you're passionate about, most importantly, but it's also doing things in ways that you feel passionate about. So there are necessities in life. and There are things we cannot avoid, but there are ways that we can bring passion and love into them. And I wanted to kind of outline that formula in every possible scenario because our life has so many different things that come up. So how do we bring that energy of passion and love into all of them? And that was the idea behind the book. And with channeling, it's more than just the information. It's a transmission of energy as well. And a lot of people do feel it as they're reading that they start to get these downloads or insights or energy movements within them. I love that. What's coming through for me right now is like, right. So I've done a lot of work in my business. I've I love the work I get to do, you know, six figure earner on my keep rising. It's all really beautiful. Success in this way feels light. It feels, you know, challenging at times, but overall it's been a rise that feels light. And then you get to my love life. <laughs> it's like, I know it's the same sequence. I know it's the same stuff, but there are just certain, I'm thinking about um, astrology again. There's just certain placements of like, dang, that Chiron, huh? That wounded you. Mm -hmm. That wounds for me, it touches on relationships and it just opened mm -hmm. my eyes. And I looked at my chart of like, oh, okay, that's okay. That's why that piece of my life is harder for me. And then you have all these people that want to do better in business and they hire me and they come to me and they have these beautiful relationships and they're not seeing right under their nose, their gift, their gift, how they created these relationships, how they speak and communicate lovingly with partners and create children here on earth like and they want to maybe create a business on creating a business but they're struggling in business so this is just coming through now of like when you really have a gift you can really create a coaching business and guidance business and teaching and writing books on the subject and well let's read this book first to see how to do it in all our areas of life but to really own the successes that we've made even if they don't feel, if they feel so easy for us, they're not for other people. And we really get to guide people and own that. That was coming through. What do you think about that? 
it's totally true that we come in with natural talents and those talents are there for us to share them with other people. And we feel passionate about the things that we feel passionate about because that is, it's like a channel. It's like a means for that higher vibrational energy of love to reach others through us. So it's so important to note where you do have passion in your life. And there's this human tendency to compare. And we're also conditioned to feel less than chronically. And so whenever we see someone that has something a bit more than us, then we think we should have it too and we want it. But maybe it's not meant for us. Some things are just not meant for us. And when we can accept that what what already naturally flows for us is our greatest gift and is what other people need to experience from us, it, it becomes a lot easier. Um, I'm not going to go become a quantum physicist. Somebody else is good at that. I'm not going to try to become a musician because somebody else is good at that. I could really love to do those. I mean, I don't necessarily love to do those things. If you love to do those things, they have a place in your life. But there's also a place where sometimes what we love to do and what we love to do and other people need don't always line up. So yes, make a space for everything you love in your life, but then notice where does what I love to do the most and what other people love from me, where does that intersect? Where does that align? Because that's the sweet spot leading you to your best money-making opportunities. And sometimes people have resistances to that for a variety of reasons and they they have to look at really what it is sometimes not being able to let money in has more to do with not being able to let love in because love is an energy that's very similar money is rather carries a vibration with it that's very similar to love and we respond to money the same way that we respond to love um so if if for example like we had very domineering parents that um, brought their love with a lot of control so at a subconscious level when we get paid we think that that person is trying to control us and so we only keep our bank account at a certain level because we think that we subconsciously think that that is keeping helping us be free so there's a lot of different ways that things like this can show up and it's really important that we look at what that relationship with money is does it really make us feel good? And does it really, or do we have these resistant beliefs? And how do we feel when people recognize our natural talents? Does that feel good for us? Or are we just thinking that we should have different talents than what we have? Because there's this, you know, it is a natural tendency to sort of take for granted what comes to us naturally because it's come to us naturally, but it's there for a reason. Mm. I love this so much. I created an entire course called Deep Money, which was, it felt channeled. And it's speaking to exactly what you are speaking to. And now it comes in my bigger program because overall, I I realized that that I'm multi-talented, multi-passionate. And how can I create what I really want to create, which is this uh, multifaceted offer that that offers different parts of me and different parts of my talents. And that's what I help people to create. Like we can create a very niche program and niche course and we can infuse and add the different talents that we have. So many of you know, I'm a singer songwriter and like, I just did not want to create that as my vocation. And like Dante's saying, but I still sing, I still go out and play gigs. I just don't expect that to support my whole life. 
it supports my creativity. It supports my, uh, yeah, need to be seen also. (laughs) And we all have that. And I loved how you were making that distinction of not everything is meant for us to create our vocation around because there is this, this piece of like, what do people really see in us? What do are people pushing and encouraging us to do? And sometimes they see it before we really acknowledge it. And, and, and we can kind of tap into those little clues and, and people, yeah, people still ask me to teach them how to sing, but I wasn't passionate about that work. I would love people teaching people how to share their voice. And so we do that in a live video, how to create message, how to create words that connect and call people forth for us to work with deeper. And it's a similar process as singing to a crowd and having them drawn in and paying attention. So it's like, Actually, these talents can be can be there. They mold and and move into into our vocations and into our relationships and into all of these things. That's when we see it's all one. Oh, wait, the connections are all there. It is all one. <laughs> relationships are like money. Our relationships in life are like our relationships with money. What? It's so fascinating. Thanks so much for sharing, Dante. Totally. Else you want to bring into the space before we tell the people how to work with you, how we all want to work with you. How can we? <laughs> well, I also offer a channeling course that's enrolling now and the channeling course is it's channeling and intuitive healing. So it, beyond channeling, we're learning how to tap into energies and other people and speak to them and guide them through processes. We're also learning how to channel our own guides and get into that state of clarity where our guides' voices show up for us and we can speak them. And we're learning, again, to follow that formula of enacting your passion because being in that higher frequency of love and passion is required to get the good results in channeling and in healing. So um, that's a really powerful way for people to just deepen into integrating this understanding in their lives and opening to some of the same gifts that I have opened to. Amazing. And you you host this offering a few times a year sometimes. Is that yeah. accurate? Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I basically host it when the class fills up and then I host it again when the class fills up. Um, not, mm-hmm. not necessarily fills up. Like once there's like four, five, six people in, then I, I really launch it um, with a set date and time that fits everyone's schedule. And we take it from there. But a lot of it's pre-recorded. All of it is pre-recorded, rather. And some people also do it one, one-to-one with me. They listen to the materials, and then we do sessions to kind of integrate that and understand that in their own right. Oh, I love that. I love your business model as well. As I'm someone who helps people create a business model based on their lifestyle, it sounds like you yeah. have really done that for yourself. And if people want to have your personal time and, and chats and sessions with you that there, there's that availability as well. I love that so much. Well, thank you so much, Dante. I have one more question that I've been asking people at the end of these expert series and client spotlight series. If you could say something, one thing to that younger version of Dante, who was like on the edge of his gifts, the edge of his power, what would you say to that younger version of yourself to help you move through. I would say because you're aware of these certain types of energies out there that you might see in other people, that is a very good sign that that isn't who you are. 
because one thing that held me back and, you know, we need to like be um, extra confident in some way to really push through. And I had a lot of resistance to being that extra confident because so many of the people I saw behaving that way were narcissists or sociopaths or really manipulative spiritual teacher people. And I just never wanted to be like them. Whenever I would feel like a lot of momentum going, I would sabotage it because I would worry that, oh, am I like those people? But um, there's nothing that can go wrong when you know who you are and when you trust in yourself. And it's important to just surrender and stop letting those voices of inner critic slow you down. So if any part of you feels like sharing for sharing and stepping forward, do it now. Don't wait. Don't listen to those voices of doubt. I love that. Do it now. So amazing. Okay, great. I'm going to leave the descriptions, how people can do it now, how they can get in touch with you, get a session, get in your, get your book, all the beautiful links. And thank you so much, Dante, for being a part oh, of my thank life. Thank you so much, yeah. Christina. So good to connect with you in this way. And I think this is really good info for people. So um, yeah, let me know if this resonates with you and what you got from it if you watched it. Um, you can find all my details there. Amazing. Okay, Dante, I'll see you next time. See you next time. Ciao for now.